Well, what is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fundamism Podcast. I'm your host, Paul J. Long, coming to you from the Long family basement. Represent. Guys, it's spooky around here. We're uh, we're bringing the noise in uh, Colony Woods, decorating our house, getting all scaredied up, uh, mainly because this has been a bucket list item for me my whole life. I love haunted houses. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday out there. And uh, so if indeed you are lucky enough to come by the Long Family Crisib uh, for Halloween to trick or treat, you are in for a treat. This particular podcast is brought to you, as always, by our sponsor, Charlie Hustle. Been with us from the jump. Visit charliehustle.com to learn more of their amazing attire. Of course, Charlie Hustle, they created the first ever Fundamism What's Good shirt, and I am happy to announce that we sold every single one of them. So I placed my second order. They're going like hotcakes. If you want to learn more, you want to sport the Fundamism brand or the What's Good shirt to help facilitate more memorable interactions, we'll go to Fundamism.com. So I'm doing a gig the other day for Santa America. And Santa America is basically an association of Santa Clauses. Guess who got to uh, close that conference out? The closing keynote was none other than me. Imagine looking around the room and seeing nothing but beautiful, majestic beards, kind-hearted individuals that uh, have a primary goal of helping others. You know, we see these, these Santa Clauses out in the mall or when we take our kids to get their pictures taken around the holidays. And one of the things that I've never considered is all the heartache that those Santas actually see. Specifically, how many children they have to interact with or they get to interact with that are going through something. And when asked, what do you want for Christmas? You know, some of the answers that they receive, you'd probably be very surprised to hear. Some children might ask for a toy. Some might ask that Santa heals them so they don't have to Take this terrible medicine as they're undergoing cancer treatments. Some of them ask to help their family as they're going through the challenge. So all of this to say that Santas, believe it or not, deal a lot like the healthcare industry folks with heartache, suffering, pain, struggle even at times with compassion fatigue. It's a tough, tough gig. It's not all reindeer and jingle bells. So they hired me, hired me to close out the day with a little bit of inspiration, some motivation, some fundamism, the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. We cut up, we had an absolute blast, and at the end of the event, I lauded a few minutes for a Q&A, which I rarely ever do. 
But in this Q&A, gentleman stands up by the name of Dylan. And Dylan says to me, he says, man, in a world filled with negativity and a social system that's just attacking one another left and right, politics, racism, heartache, social media, he said, in a world filled with negativity, what advice would you give us to help shift that mindset a little more from negative to positive? One interaction at a time, I said on a previous podcast, you've heard me say that. But the real primary answer is, if you think about those folks who typically dwell on what's not working more than what is, who are filled with heartache, who are miserable in their job or are unhappy with their current situation, they spend the bulk of their time in their head. So the question shouldn't be, how do we shift society's mindset from negative to positive? And it's not that everybody's negative, I get that. But the question was, how do we shift society's mindset from negative to positive? That's a daunting task. That's not the question that we should be asking. The question should be, how do we get people out of their head? So if you've heard me talk about this on a previous podcast, it was, it was kind of the foundation that allowed me to want to create this one. Because basically, getting out of one's head is the whole point and purpose of fundamentalism the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. So we're in excess of 60 episodes deep on this thing. And of course, fundamentalism, as the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle, is whatever gives you strength, whatever you gravitate towards that makes you smile, that gets you out of your, your headspace, whatever, wherever you're currently at, wherever you want to be, fundamentalism might be that, that outlet, that vehicle that gets you to a more positive frame of mind, one that gets you to focus a little more on the fun in life. People consistently ask me how. If the question is, how do we get people out of their head, what steps do I take to make that happen? Well, that's the gist of everything that we've been talking about over the course of these last 60 plus episodes. You know, we featured fundamentals like making yourself laugh and stretching yourself and putting a new spin on things. Future episodes, we'll talk about getting outside. We'll talk about mindfulness. We'll talk about meditation, spirituality, movies, exercise, paying a kind word to a stranger, doing something on a whim. All of these are fundamentals, fundamentals that force you to get out of your head. But a healthy byproduct of that is you might help somebody else get out of their head. Take, for example, the other day when I was at Taco John's ordering my six mini roll-ups. Now, these mini roll-ups are essentially just fried tortillas with ground beef, but I love them because they take me back to my high school years, Crispito Day. Man, I order these six mini roll-ups, nacho cheese, sour cream, a meat and potato burrito, 
large size. It was a combo with a Dr. Pepper to drink. Comes with those potato Olays. Four additional mini roll-ups because they only come in six and four, and six is not enough for me. More nacho cheese, more sour cream. The lady asked me, do I want anything else? I said, yes, ma'am. A churro! The young lady over the loudspeaker says to me, let me see if I got this order accurate. I got six mini roll-ups. I got nacho cheese, sour cream as sides. We got a meat and potato burrito combo, large size, the Dr. Pepper to drink. We got four additional mini roll-ups, sour cream, nacho cheese on that as well, and a churro. Sir, is that accurate? Excuse me, sir. My apologies. I meant to say a churro. Now, when I hear this, I'm on cloud freaking nine. I'm so excited. I pull up to the window. I say, ma'am, thank you for making my day. She goes, that wasn't me. That was her. So I can't see who she's referencing. She takes my money. She has me pull forward to the next window. Young lady at the next window says, can I get you anything else, sir, as we wait on your food? I said, yes, ma'am. All the hot sauce. She looks at me with the most serious face you've ever seen. And with a smirk, all of a sudden she says, I wish. I have no idea what this means. Matter of fact, I'm still really uneasy on our understanding, our mutual agreement of what a lot of hot sauce is and will I be receiving said hot sauce. She comes back to the window about 30 seconds later, 45 seconds later, and she says, sir, your food's not ready. If you pull up to that parking space right there, we're going to actually bring your food out when it's ready. I said, ma'am, I would love to do that, but I want to make sure that I'm going to get all that hot sauce. She peeks her head out the window. She looks left. She looks right. And she whispers, I got you. I got you. Hilarious. Like we're dealing with the currency of gold. Somebody brings my food out later and I feel that it's heavy. The bag is super heavy. When I get back to my hotel room, I I see as I open the bag, it's filled with 40 plus packets of hot sauce. That's a lot of hot sauce. I threw the bulk of that hot sauce away. Now, the reason why I tell you this story is because you guys eat out, you go to restaurants, you go to grocery stores, go to schools, parent-teacher conferences, right up and down elevators every single day. And as such, you spend a lot of your day in your head. So too do the people with whom you cross paths. So how do we get others out of their head? Well, in this situation, I order food all the time, nearly every day as I'm on the road. And all of a sudden, I decided to be a little different. Newsflash, I'm a lot of different. But I place my order in a different manner. And as such, the lady responds in a different manner. You have two individuals meeting each other where we are with a little bit of fun, challenging the monotony of the day, out of our head, providing each other a memorable experience. I'd say that we were effective. 
I'm in Sioux Falls, Iowa. Yesterday. Downtown, the Doubletree. I realized that I had forgotten a couple books in my car. So I had to ride the elevator back up to the Sky Bridge to get to the parking lot. Well, as I'm waiting on the elevator, it's a singular elevator, I hear a group of people in the elevator cutting up as they come down. So I put my face as close to that door as possible. And I have the biggest, excuse my French, shit-eating grin you've ever seen in your life, creepy style, as the door opens. Could you imagine? You're riding down the elevator, all of a sudden the door opens, and you see this ugly mug cheesing from cheek to cheek uncomfortably close to the door. One of the ladies inside gives me the biggest who-farted face you've ever seen in your whole entire life, and I just bust up laughing. I get on the elevator by myself. They don't even say anything to me. Not a word. I get on the elevator, I'm riding up, and I cannot stop laughing. See, in that moment, I, I didn't do it for a response out of them. I have no idea what their response was. But I know for 100% certainty, as they walked away from that elevator, I guarantee you they asked each other, what was that all about? What was that dude on? What a creep show. And I also know for 100% certainty, I was on the way up in the elevator laughing hysterically. laughing at how big of an idiot I could be at any given day and how little I care. (laughs) So two completely different outcomes for two different groups of people. But yet, both outcomes have something in common. Both outcomes forced individuals to get out of their head. The mind can be a prison if you allow it to be. Now, sometimes in the mind is where you want to be. If indeed you're showering yourself with praise and appreciation and acknowledging all the things that are wonderful, but if indeed you're in a headspace right now that's not good, that's forcing you to to relive all of terrible memories past or think about a job that you don't like or people that you don't connect with, well, then you need to get out of your head. And the answer is fundamentalism, the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. Google motivational speaker. Hell, go to pauljlong.com and watch some of my videos if you want. I'm not the best one out there, but I might be the biggest clown. Go watch a a Netflix special, a comedy special. Go to a movie on a whim. Wear a stupid outfit into work. Say something silly. Look in the mirror. Do something stupid. Dance for no reason. Find a song that motivates you. 
Force yourself up out of whatever you're doing and go do something else, something else specifically that is going to make you smile and make you feel good. Because it's physically impossible for you to feel good and be focusing on something that makes you smile and gives you strength while at the same exact time be thinking of something that makes you miserable. It's not possible. The answer is simple. To get out of your head, go and do something that you know you enjoy. Challenge your wife to a game of Uno. Challenge your child to some chutes and ladders. Go out with your kid and see who could throw the furthest rock. Get into the spice cabinet. Have somebody close their eyes and guess smells. These are all silly things that you could do to get yourself out of your head. One of my favorites, and you heard me reference it earlier, is sharing a kind word to somebody else, a stranger or a loved one. Again, Dale Carnegie, you've heard it. The kind words you and I share today, we might forget, but the recipient might remember them for a lifetime. Sometimes hearing that you feel or that you are valued and and appreciated is just the lift that you need to get out of whatever space you're in. Let me give you an example. I was doing was doing a couple of gigs the other day, two gigs in one day, both in Iowa. And the first gig, it went well. It went good in my mind. The one hang up for me is that they didn't laugh as much as I'm accustomed to. And those of you that know me know that one of my benchmarks for success is laughter. And so people could say the nicest things and, and connect at a deeper level and say that I forced them to think. Heck, I forced them to cry. I gave them something very specific to take away to improve their quality of life. People say all of these things. And if indeed the audience didn't laugh, oftentimes in my head, I'll feel as though I failed. Now, that's just my own insecurity. That's That's me pushing my expectations onto everybody else. And I feel like I've gotten a lot better removing myself from those thoughts because I don't know what everybody else's expectations of me are. So as such, I do this this gig in the morning. It's a pretty solid feedback, not a lot of laughter. And so I leave wondering how the message resonated with others. I go to my second gig. I do all of similar delivery styles. I mean, uh, different jokes, uh, different entry points, uh, similar outline. But any of you that have seen me speak know that I'm off the dome a lot, uh, extremely improvisational. I love interacting with people. And so you never see the same thing twice. So I do a lot of uh, the similar concepts and I have a completely different experience. I mean, from the moment that I come on stage, people are in stitches. They're laughing. They're cutting up. We're, we're going back and forth. I'm getting heckled like in a good way where I'm then throwing it back at them and we're just having an absolute blast. And, and afterwards, people came up to me and said the nicest things again. And, and again, I'm feeling good because people are laughing. 
but I can't get that, that previous experience out of my head, the first day's session. So I wonder, what was the difference? Like, what did I do differently? And I'm racking my brain. Man, I said this, I did that. I wonder, I wonder if it was this interaction that potentially pushed people away. So I'm just overanalyzing it, right? I'm in my head. But you know what got out of me? My got out of my head. Got me out of my head. Third time's a charm. I receive an Instagram message from a gentleman by the name of Billy. He's a marketing intern that helped coordinate the event. I saw him that morning, man. He was. He was struggling the the awards that they were giving out this rewards and recognition function they were they were pretty brittle and some of them had fallen off of this table and ultimately broke so he's trying to find super glue and is extremely stressed out and all this stuff and all the while I could tell that he was in his head so one of the first things that I did as I got up on stage is I recognized him for a job well done in front of 500 to 600 people. I gave him a what's good shirt and I applauded him for everything that he did, working well under pressure and for facilitating an amazing event. And as I'm driving back from Cedar Falls, I get a Instagram message from Billy. And he says to me, man, you are fantastic at what you do. I'll never forget that experience. Keep up, the, keep up the great work. Thank you for being a part of our day. I said, man, you have no idea how much this message means to me. You know, I had to run out to that second gig, so I felt bad. I, I couldn't really hear what people thought. I couldn't stick around to talk to them or answer their questions. So as such, I didn't know if the message resonated. He said, well... I heard nothing but good things all day long. And I literally had the task of asking the question, how was your experience here today? See, that little appreciation got me out of my head. Again, it reaffirmed the fact that no matter what I think, I'll never know what others are thinking. So why try? If I'm just the most authentic version of myself, I have fun. I do the things that give me strength or get me out of my head. Then ultimately people, for the most part, if indeed they want to get out of their head, are going to follow me. And that's been the phenomenon that I've seen time and time and time again. It doesn't matter who you are. So the answer to your problem whatever your problem may be, specifically as it relates to a challenge or heartache that you're facing, even if it is a extended or long-term battle, the way to make it better, the way to make it less challenging, the way to make it less impactful is to get out of your head and gravitate towards your fundamentals. Live through fundamentalism.
As always, I want to thank you very much for tuning in to our podcast. We're growing significantly. Every single week, we got more followers, more listeners, more ratings. And if indeed you could find it on your heart to to give me a, a rating, whatever it may be, I don't care, an honest rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever the hell you do ratings at because that's not something that I'm good at, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps to get this message out to the masses. Have an absolutely wonderful day today. Go out and create some fun, joy, and fulfillment in your life and share that gift with others. Help others get out of their head. As I promise you, while doing that, we'll help you get out of yours. As always, we'll catch you on the flip side. And deuces!